or build your life in a way so that you can avoid the major, major triggers, but the minor triggers won't be as triggering because you're not constantly dealing with the major triggers. Welcome to the Emotional Self-Reliance Podcast, exploring wellness tools to empower achieving your fullest potential. Your host is Sarah Price Hancock, Certified Rehabilitation Counselor with an Advanced Certificate in Psychiatric Rehabilitation and a Trained Peer Support Specialist. Sarah currently works as a Psych Rehab and Recovery Consultant, guest lecturing for universities and organizations determined to improve the quality of life. So let's discuss Emotional Self-Reliance with your host, Sarah. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Emotional Self-Reliance Podcast. And I am here today with my loving husband. Hey, how y'all doing today? David here. Glad to be here. Yay! Today's going to be an exciting show talking about wellness toolbox. We're going to be talking about a daily maintenance plan, and we're also going to be discussing our triggers. But before we get into that, let's get into the... What went well and why? Today, I chose to walk away from an internet troll because I established healthy boundaries. Number two, I have some contract work in the pipeline and I that happened because I've been hitting the pavement. Number three that went really well, I have my sweetheart David here to help record this episode because he is choosing to be supportive of my podcast. Thank you. You're welcome, of course. So David. Yes. Tell me three things that went well for you today and why do you think they went well? Well, let's see. It was raining quite hard this morning, and it was dark and foggy, and I had to drive up a mountainside, and I was concerned about being able to get to work safely, and so I said a prayer for help to drive safely. Because I drove my vehicle at safe uh, speed based on the conditions of the road instead of going as fast as everyone zooming around me, I was able to get to work safely. The awesome. Other, yeah. That's a, that's a blessing. That that's is a well. blessing. That, that's that well. huge, huge. And the other thing that really went well for me today, had a rough patch last night. Uh, various things uh, went wrong and was really stressed. And I, I was concerned that I wouldn't be able to organize my thoughts and be able to uh, complete all the tasks that I needed to do at work today. So again, yeah, we had a rough night. Yeah, it was rough. This morning again, uh, I, I prayed to my Heavenly Father for strength and uh, that he would help me have a clear mind and be able to organize uh, all my duties and be able to perform them in a timely manner. And he answered that prayer and I was able to do it. What's the third thing that went It well? is. Well, the third thing, again, like uh, last night was really rough. You know, a lot, uh, some various things happened. Don't need to get into. Let's not uh, get into it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Suffice it to say that um, it was, it was kind of rough, but I still was able to start my uh, day off um, and have a wonderful day. Thanks to my loving wife, Sarah. She made me breakfast this morning at the crack of dawn and sent me on my way with a hug and a kiss. As I was headed up to work, I was listening to some sad country songs and 
started to give me down a little bit. Those songs where you play them backwards and everything goes <laughs> We spoke and he said, well, I'll send you a video that would be that should cheer you up. So you sent me that video and it just sent me off on the right foot today and it did inspire me. It was really inspirational song and I enjoyed it. It's called Glorious. There are times when you might feel anxious, can't see the place where you belong it's like a symphony, symphony. just keep chastening <laughs> and, and pretty soon, soon you'll start to figure out your part everyone plays a piece in their own melody yeah. each one of us is glorious and that was extemporaneous thanks sweetie oh you're welcome it really helps to focus on the good. It does. Because if we don't, like, it's so easy to get sucked under the undertow of grossness, especially with all the distractions there are. It's true. One thing I didn't mention before is today I had a change, a change in attitude. I was able to have such a better day because I was realizing the good things that were happening and why they were happening. Instead of wallowing in all the sorrows and all the things that were going wrong in my life, I was able to focus on the good things. Honestly, there are so many times that I really have to like make a cognizant effort to change the channel, to switch the flip the switch. Yeah. So today we are going to be talking. It's our third episode on the Wellness Recovery Action Plan, the wrap. And we're going to be talking about developing our wellness toolbox. That wellness toolbox is basically anything that you could possibly use to help yourself stay well. If you have your notebook and you're creating your wrap, or if you got the actual red book from the Copeland Center that you can just fill out on page nine, it talks about the developing a wellness toolbox. You can open up your book or you can insert several pieces of paper in the front of your binder. And on these pages, you're gonna make a list of all the things that you do to help keep yourself on track. Just like in one of the previous episodes, we were talking about if you get a little bit off track, if you don't get yourself back in the right direction, you're gonna end up at the wrong destination. And I've done that so many times in my life, not paying attention to how bad I was feeling and just letting myself keep getting worse instead of proactively doing something about it. This is uh, some of the things that I can do to help myself get back on track. One of the things I do when I'm feeling a little upset about life or feeling kind of sad or whatever is I call my sweetheart or I just ask for a hug. I have to be proactive in talking and communicating with him just like he has to be pretty proactive in communicating with me because we're not telepathic. We are best friends, but we're not telepathic. Yeah. And when we think we are, it just gets us into trouble. Boy, and that's the truth. (laughs) (laughs) So finding someone that you trust to talk to can really help in your wellness plan. And I am very blessed. There were times in my life where I didn't have very many people living near me that I could talk to. Um, But I have always been blessed to have friends from afar who maybe lived out of state or people that I knew who knew me before I became ill who would help me remember who I really was. And so I would frequently reach out to them because I needed a reminder of who I really was because those around me were constantly telling me that I was sick or constantly telling me that 
I couldn't do things and I didn't I wanted to remember who I really was and that I was capable of things and yes I was experiencing symptoms but I just needed to be patient and and really partner with a good doctor to be able to understand why I was experiencing those symptoms and not give up. That was hard when I had the wrong doctors. But when I found the right doctor, it was, it was good because I finally had a partner in treatment. That's another uh, wellness tool is talking to a health provider that you can trust, someone who listens and who's willing to be a partner in your care. Let's see, another thing that can help is exercise. I'm not a good exerciser, but I do like a nice walk. And I like going for a walk with you. Yeah, I do like walking with you, too. I know sometimes when I'm... Holding hands, walking on the beach. Oh, now we're going to get him sappy. (laughs) (laughs) I know sometimes when I've had a really bad day, you've come home from work and, like, stopped at the 99-cent store and bought me bubbles. And so we'd go for a walk, and I would just blow all my stress into these bubbles and then just watch them pop. And it was like, in my brain, I had this little idea that I can blow all my problems into these bubbles, watch them float away, and then as they pop, it was like an angel had popped out so that someone else could carry that burden. We spent a lot of time blowing bubbles. Yep. (laughs) Relaxation exercises can help. Meditation can help. What are some other things? Taking a nap. I personally have never been very good at taking a nap during the day, unless I'm really sick. What were you saying, David? What helps you? Chocolate. See, chocolate totally helps David. <laughs> but for me, it actually makes things worse. Initially, yeah, that would make things worse for you. Yeah, initially, chocolate feels great because it has that release of endorphins, but because my stomach and my gut leans fungal, about two or three days later, Boy, it comes and bites me, and it's not good. <laughs> Listening to good music, you were talking earlier. Oh, yeah. Music really helps. Uh, you can regulate your mood with music. You could either help your mood, or you could... Tank it. You tank your mood. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. I have a playlist that... If I have a playlist of inspirational songs, and I have a playlist of songs to concentrate, like if I'm trying to work on a project. Something else that helps me, when I'm when my brain is on fire, I forget to do things. It's kind of like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I remember to do the things that are the most critical. And when my brain is on fire, that circle of critical shrinks down to almost nothing. Basically, it's just breathing. I forget to do the other important things. It's important in my wellness toolbox, and to do other things like, you know, obviously taking your shower, putting on clothes, and even if you're not going to work in an office or going to see someone, you know, like an appointment or something. Using deodorant. There you go. Using deodorant. (laughs) (laughs) These are, it's funny because we laugh about them, but when you're really sick and your brain is on fire, is it something that occurs? Not really, because you're in survivor mode. So, you're such a dork. But it's true. It's true. We can joke about it, but it's really, it's true. What are some other things that help you in your wellness toolbox? What are some things that you do that help you? One of the things that helps me uh, is I can spend time on my phone. I can listen to good music or watch a relaxing show. I know sometimes you like to get out in nature and catch lizards. I do. I wish I could uh, get out more often because I really enjoy 
nature hike, being in nature. Yeah, that's really awesome. You know, it's interesting. When I made my very first rap with a group of other people that experienced just a variety of symptoms, there were some things that in the brainstorm of, you know, different wellness tools, there were some things that they threw out that I had never considered before. It's always good to make a wrap when you have just a group of people or someone you trust that you can talk to and brainstorm with. Because when you do, a lot of times you come up with ideas that perhaps you wouldn't have thought of previously. And it's interesting because sometimes these tools work and sometimes they don't. And so the more tools you have, the better situation you're in. It's like when you're trying to fix a bicycle, if the only tool you have is a hammer, you're not gonna get very far changing a tire, right? That's right, you're not gonna get very far. <laughs> but the hammer is gonna help you with other things, but you can't use a hammer to fix everything. Nope. <laughs> Getting a second opinion, you know, I mean, there's just, there's just a variety of things that can help with just a variety of situations. I know sometimes it helps me to take a bath with Epsom salts in it. Other times, I know when I was really sick, there were times people would tell me, well, just take a bath and relax. And I'd be like, I feel like an egg waiting to boil when I'm sitting in a bath. <laughs> I just hated baths at the time. It's interesting because there are times when each of these tools can be helpful and other times when it's best that you have a ginormous toolbox so that you can keep digging through your tools. What are some other things that help you? Some other things that help me, talking to friends, uh, talking to you, definitely talking to my mom, family is, uh, is a big support. Sometimes people find repeating positive affirmations, like that video that you sent me. Don't give up. <laughs> Don't. Keep trying. <laughs> Keep trying. Yes, we send each other videos all the time. <laughs> you can talk to maybe someone who's been there before, a peer support specialist. Make a list of your accomplishments. I know sometimes that was really a difficult list for me to make when I was really, really sick for so long because I was unable to see my life as even being an accomplishment. And I wasn't giving myself the acknowledgement of having survived what I was going through as an accomplishment, just because it wasn't something that I'd traditionally thought of as an accomplishment. But sometimes President Monson say something along the lines of sometimes the courage is a little voice at the end of the day that tells you it's going to be okay, you can try again tomorrow. <laughs> and that's an accomplishment. Making it through a day can be a very a big accomplishment for a lot of people. Brainstorm with friends or with family or with other people who experience the same kinds of symptoms that you do. A bunch of tools and maybe you've got some ideas from our tools and just kind of tuck them nicely away in your toolbox. Write down the ideas you have. You're welcome to also share these ideas with us. We love to get emails from you, our faithful listeners. Our email is emotionalselfreliancepodcast at gmail.com. So shoot us an email and we would love to hear from you. Emotionalselfreliancepodcast at gmail.com. Share with us some of your wellness tools. Maybe they'll make it to the air. We would love to hear from you. Every day, the idea is to gather these wellness tools and kind of have like a running list of things that you can do to help yourself, to keep yourself on track. And that's kind of your daily maintenance plan. These are things that you really need to do daily in order to keep feeling good. Some of the things that I need to do daily to keep feeling good is I really need to get up 
kind of at the same time every day, um, which is kind of annoying on weekends. But when I don't get up on my normal time, I can really fall off track because I kind of break my break all my habits if I'm not doing everything on a regular basis because my brain kind of works that way. I have to be in a very defined pattern to keep myself going. So having a, a daily uh, plan really helps me. Getting up on a regular basis at kind of around the same time, making sure I take my medication around the same time, that all helps. And when I say medication, I'm not talking about, I'm, I personally at this time in my life, I'm not on any psychiatric medications, but I'm talking about thyroid medication. And because I live with chronic tech, toxic encephalopathy from Candida, I have to take um, antifungal medication and antifungal herbs. I do, you know, like anti-inflammatory things like vitamin C on a regular basis and those kinds of things. Those, those all help me stay on track. Obviously, hanging out with this guy on a daily basis helps me. And what are some things that you have to do to keep yourself on track? Well, some of the things that help me to be, be on track, to start my day off with a prayer. And I, it's helpful for me to plan out my day in my head and think of what I'm going to be doing throughout the day. I, I kind of plan as I go along. But I, I, I use forethought in try and figure it out beforehand because I I find that if I just do things as they come that it doesn't go as well as if I plan it out in my head. This coming from the Eagle Scout whose motto is be prepared. Yes. You know a scout is trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, oh, kind, <laughs> obedient, cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean, yeah, and reverent. Yeah. yeah. And reverent. We'll keep that in mind yes. too. Reverent. Okay. <laughs> Oh, you were talking about how you plan things out in your head. And for me, before I had my very first psychotic break, I was like meticulous in planning things. And I had, like, I used a Franklin Covey planner. My dad even taught the classes and I'd like write everything down and then I'd go through my list and I'd put the ABCs down and then I'd put the one, two, threes down. And I would like, I was type A driven personality did you use all your seven habits oh of a successful life i hope i was i mean i was driven yeah but then i had my first psychotic break and everything just kind of unraveled initially i would beat myself up because i couldn't get the things done that i'd written down but i began to realize that i needed to be more flexible in my planning and so now 17 years later now when i get up in the morning and after you've left for work what i do when i'm feeling good is i actually brainstorm a list of all the things i need to do and then i will pick the top three things that i need to get done and i will put those as my three goals for the day that list because of my brain injury that list kind of works as a running list so i never beat myself up it just kind of it kind of a parking lot for all the things I need to do so that I don't forget what I need to do. Every day, then I'll rewrite the list and I'll copy the list down from, you know, that I needed to do from the day before. But I'll just kind of always pick those three things that I for sure, for sure have to get done and work on doing that. Anything else I do after those extra, after those three things is an added bonus. It's funny because sometimes those three things are really minute, inconsequential things but they're things that I struggled with because I was really sick. Other times, those things are actually very large things, like submitting the data for a federal grant 
or things that I'm more capable of doing when my brain's not on fire. It really depends. And I, I think it's important to have that flexibility and give yourself permission to be flexible with your to-do list. That's part of my daily maintenance plan. Remind yourself, Sarah, you are flexible. You can do this. I know for you, one of the things that is important for you is to pace yourself, eat on a regular basis. I know both of us struggle with the hangries when we don't eat on a regular basis. We can start getting a little snippety at each other and at the people around us. He's sitting here smiling in silence. Yeah, it really helps uh, to keep my stomach happy. If my stomach's growling, I might be too. <laughs> well, and it's interesting you say keep your stomach happy. You know, there were some things that I didn't recognize weren't keeping my stomach happy, and that was actually fueling my illness. As we move into the next thing, which is triggers, um, one of the important things to do is to, in your next page, you can make a list of the things that you know are your triggers. And so some of these triggers, I would call them overt triggers, things that you're totally aware of, and some of them might be covert triggers, things that you're not aware of, but things that a loved one might point out. So when I was going through withdrawals and I was starting to really unravel, we had a plan in place. And what would you do when you recognize that I was starting to unravel? We get your plan and we look at it and we start doing the things that it says to do in the plan. Yeah. Not that plan was this wrap plan that we're discussing. What was one of the things that you would do when I was coming unglued? I would uh, make you a protein isolate shake. Yeah. You would make me a protein isolate shake because my doctor had taught us that in order to support the body through my withdrawals, um, I needed to support the enzymatic process. So my sweetheart, when I started having problems with akathisia, or he would be like, let me make you a shake, dear. <laughs> and you would. You're always so good about that. Gotta keep you happy. I gotta keep you happy. It's a partnership. Covert triggers are the triggers that a loved one might recognize. You might not recognize. If you recognize your loved one's triggers, it's important to communicate with them in a kind way about those triggers. Because I know some people would say to me, have you taken your medicine yet? And that would not be, that would actually be an additional trigger. But when someone would say, hey, can I get you some water? I think you forgot to take something or, or just walk over to me and hand it to me or, you know, with a nice glass of water, it was easier to take the feedback. Sometimes there's, I mean, any host of things can be a trigger, like the anniversary of a difficult problem or an anniversary of a death or the anniversary of something bad that happened. That can be a trigger for a lot of people who've been through trauma or traumatic news. And a lot of the things on the news today are really difficult to listen to, difficult to watch. There's just so many horrible things happening and you can really get sucked under if you pay too much attention to the news. I know I used to be a newsaholic. I would just listen to NPR, listen to the news channels, and I just realized that it wasn't helping me feel good about life. And so I needed to kind of taper down my news use. Sometimes being around family can be a trigger. I had been told by several of my counselors that I actually needed to divorce myself from my family. <laughs> David's like, what? 
my cultural upbringing and my belief is that families are forever. And so I can't divorce myself from my family. It wasn't an abusive situation. It was just not a healthy one. I needed to figure out what was causing the problems with my family. The interesting thing is, when I was in graduate school, I discovered that noise was a really big trigger for me. And or so, bright lights. Yeah, bright lights are also another trigger. That's what happens when you have a brain injury. <laughs> David knows some of my triggers. <laughs> but the interesting thing about the noise was that was, an, that was a covert trigger. I wasn't aware that noise was a trigger for me. So it wasn't so much that my family was hugely triggering. It was that being around my family in this loud, boisterous laughter, singing, musical instrument practice, etc., etc., being around them just tripped my sensory processing disorder. I didn't even know that I had a sensory processing disorder because I didn't grow up with one. That was one that I acquired along the uh, treatment path. Thank you, benzodiazepines. Thank you, ECT. Being around people that maybe aren't healthy uh, can be triggering, or spending too much time alone can be triggering. I know recently I've been doing a lot of contract work, but I've been working from home because my uh, health is such that I have to be in a completely controlled environment or I trigger a really nasty dystonia. And so I'm working from home in a HEPA-filtered environment, which can get really lonesome. So sometimes I'll walk next door and hang out with my parents on their porch, or sometimes I'll just call people randomly to talk because I understand that I have to be around people because being by myself for days on end can be triggering. So be sure you take the time to write down a list of your triggers. And in our next episode, we will talk about the plans that we can make to circumvent those triggers. The idea is to strengthen your rap plan in such a way that you will strengthen the ability to circumvent your triggers, work through your triggers, coexist with your triggers in a way that's not going to completely unravel things or build your life in a way so that you can avoid the major, major triggers, but the minor triggers won't be as triggering because you're not constantly dealing with the major triggers. If you found this podcast helpful, go ahead, like it, subscribe, share it with your friends, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Emotional Self-Reliance Podcast. Yes, thank you so much for listening. <laughs> and we hope that you turn in next week on Wellness Wednesday. Have a fantastic day. Make it a good one. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Emotional Self-Reliance Podcast. For more information about this episode, check the show notes on www.psychrecoveryandrehab.com slash ESR podcast. Was this episode helpful? Leave a review and share with a friend. Keep exploring wellness tools to empower achieving your fullest potential by tuning into our weekly episodes. Until then, take care. <laughs>